0: Wolverine way way back at the very beginning was the X-Men before almost even Spider-Man there was X-Men the first superhero film of the current incarnation that we consider superhero films was the X-Men they set the bar it's arguable that something like the Matrix actually set the bar but let's stick with actual canon with actual Marvel characters and people we know to be superhero films in X-Men. While the film itself had mixed reviews and personally I liked it, but then it came out when I was around 12 The star of this piece was clearly Hugh Jackman portraying Logan, aka the Wolverine. From this we had X Men Two and the mixed results of X Men Three. But off the back of that alone, we also had X Men Origins Wolverine, a film that showed Wolverine's personal origin story. This had never been done in cinema before. We'd never had a character so popular that he had his own film dedicated to him as an origins tale. When considered in an eclectic class of other characters, consider how pivotal that actually is. How Marvel does that almost every day. That seems to be Marvel's Entire thesis now is, what's that? Someone's in Civil War, they'll get an origin story eventually. A spin-off film of their own. Logan, Wolverine was the first of its kind. That is so important to remember. And while X-Men Origins Wolverine was a total disaster, the concept still worked. And from that we come to The Wolverine. The film between Wolverine Origins and Logan in his own story arc. In the wider story arc, it is between X-Men First Class and X-Men Days of Future Past, which is arguably, possibly the best one, Days of Future Past. First Class was okay, maybe I'll get around to those eventually. But it is important to realise where this fits in canon. It is a film that tries to compensate for Origins, while simultaneously teeing up Days of Future Past and the eventual goal of Logan. This is a film about Logan trying to become himself, but ultimately choosing to become the one. Wolverine, a man trying to give up his identity, but also embrace it. Not unlike Ghost Rider in that way, ironically. But of course, Ghost Rider was totally awful and unforgivable. The Wolverine has several redeeming features. The story arc is one of tiredness and pain, much like its main character. And while that's fine, and probably quite revolutionary at the time, it seems irksome now. A storyline that seems irksome is never what you're aiming for as a filmmaker. And the film is clearly sold on these fantastical action sequences that happened, on the bullet train, during the moments where he's fighting the poisoned army. All of these little moments are exactly how the film was sold, and then they stitch it together with storyline. If we think of Logan, that is the reverse almost. The film has a storyline and it's stitched together with action sequences. They almost become irrelevant at points. But in The Wolverine, it had to try and appease both parties. People who wanted the heart of Logan, but the thrill of X-Men. And so we have this mostly garbled thought process where Logan wants to give up his abilities, but can't. Now, along for the ride are several Oriental talents. And I will not try their names because, as we remember, I butcher names. But to say that they are on top form is actually they portray each role correctly in relation to the main character as Logan. There is a love story that is completely forced and out of nowhere. They should have cut that out completely, but I understand it is to trigger the plot further. And while we are only given one main protagonist villain in Viper, she makes every second count. When she starts to claw away her own skin, you are in for a pure treat. The bits of Logan that still work, still work. When he gets exploded by an atom bomb at the very beginning and slowly regenerates, it's still powerful. Powerful and awesome to watch. There's nothing wrong with that. And when he slowly comes to realise that his abilities have gone, and when he gets shot, it actually hurts now, that's great. But the film has these dips and gaps and waves, and it's just too long at two hours and six minutes. It's a one hour, 40 minute film of greatness, and then 30 minutes span into it for no justifiable reason. The ending is brilliant, but ultimately pointless. The whole point of the film was that it was sold on this amazing sequence that we saw in the trailer, which I won't reveal here, but if you've seen the film, you'll know it. And by the time we get to X-Men Days of Future Past, that is totally undone, and I never have forgiven them, and I think a lot of people haven't, that they did that. This is supposed to be like a Shogun western sort of film, about a Ronin without a teacher, about a man without a country, and he's the same man at the beginning as is at the end, he still doesn't have that country it's only in Days of Future Past that he finds that. So, while the action sequences are great, and the direction is fine, the story, again the heart, just isn't quite there it's not funny enough to be playful like the X-Men franchise, and it's not serious enough to be totally straight-faced like Logan ultimately was. It is a film that does exactly what it should do, which is fits in between one terrible film and one incredible movie. It sits between the two. It is the definition of a 2.5 out of 5 film, completely average and pedestrian. A couple of moments rise it up, a couple of moments drag it down. It is normality to the extremes, and it's probably the most normal and average superhero film we might ever get. The Wolverine might be a survivor, but we all know that we've really come to watch logan i'm not gonna give i'm gonna quit i'm gonna survive i'm gonna make it i will survive keep on surviving i'm gonna survive i'm not gonna give up i'm not gonna stop it. i'm gonna work hard i must survive it. i'm gonna make it i will survive it. keep on surviving